Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to do some housekeeping um, information, what's going to happen during the rest of this year. Um, As my podcast has gotten more and more popular, more views, I get more and more uh, feedback and comments from some of my listeners and from uh, those who are interested in doing uh, interviews uh, that I've and listening to other podcasts myself, I f- have uh, come to the conviction that I should start doing segments, not just a full length, uh, you know, one segment all the way through, but try to break it up into uh, four to five minute, maybe even seven to ten minute blocks, uh, depending on the. Uh, segment depending on the topic uh, but trying to keep some topics to a minimum and trying to uh, stretch out some other topics uh, understanding uh, where my mind is on uh, certain topics I've also started a blog that I will start adding to my uh, podcast episodes information uh, mostly just so that I can Uh, think through uh, write out more what I have to say so that I don't feel the need to say it all here on the podcast Uh, and then there'll be things that uh, I say on the podcast that I don't say on the blogs Uh, so it'll be a way for you guys to get more and more of what my thoughts are both on the podcast and on the blog and help you to understand that some topics are just that complicated. Uh, right now I'm hanging out with my baby, Zena. Uh, she is my almost five-month-old, if you can believe it. And she's just hanging out with Daddy while Mommy takes uh, her sisters to Grandma's. Um, but yep, so that's that housekeeping situation. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode and I will uh, talk with you guys more about uh, interviews and or upcoming interviews that will be coming uh, up real soon. The goal is if you remember on uh, a couple podcasts ago, my goal is to do one interview a quarter and I have not done an interview yet this quarter so, Uh, There's a couple people that I have in mind to do an interview with, and I just simply need to set that up. Uh, So, God bless you guys. Uh, Take care, and enjoy the show. Alright guys, we're going to kick off this first segment with a... Bible study um, real quick on uh, a question that my coworker asked me. And I can't help but think that it's somewhat personal. She said that during the weekend she had been dying to ask me this question, and she did. She asked me if uh, I believed that all soldiers go to heaven. And I told her 
that the appropriate answer and the quick answer and the simple answer is no. Not all soldiers go to heaven. That being said, do some soldiers go to heaven? Yes. Do many soldiers go to heaven? Yes. Do most soldiers go to heaven? Uh, Possibly at the end of the age when all the wars have been fought, when all the things have happened, there very well may be more soldiers in heaven than there is in hell, so I suppose I can say a majority of soldiers will get into heaven. Uh, does, does this mean that uh, if you are on one side of the battlefield and somebody is on the other side of the battlefield, that means your side gets into heaven and their side gets into hell or goes to hell? No. Uh, and so this is something that I want to talk about. Uh, only got a couple minutes to talk about it because I want to keep these relatively short so you guys can discuss it. Uh, but when it comes to warfare, I want you guys to, when you're talking about it, uh, I would encourage you to let Deuteronomy chapter 20 be your uh, the frame, the framework of your discussion, uh, the foundation of your discussion. The Deuteronomy chapter 20 is about warfare, it is the laws governing governing warfare. And I would suggest when you read that, ask yourself whether or not you are a if you are a soldier, ask yourself if you are a, applying uh, what they say here. Uh, I want to point out that uh, nothing in here, uh, from what I've read, talks about whether or not uh, anyone goes to heaven or hell. This is uh, warfare is a dangerous thing. It's a uh, deadly thing, but it is not necessarily an evil thing. Uh, not, and so uh, I would suggest you read into there. Uh, there is laws on the, the nations or of the nation Israel and then obviously nations that want to adopt the law of God as theirs. Uh, they can certainly do so and then they look and see uh, what exactly those laws suggest. Uh, and you look and you see, okay, as a nation, how do we uh, relate to the law when it comes to warfare you read what um, God expects out of uh, an army um, out of its soldiers uh, when it comes to the draft when it comes to enlistments uh, these these are when it comes to the actual battle itself what do you do with uh, trees what do you do with uh, people captives uh, what all of the things you have to keep in mind all of these things when you're at war. Uh, and I would suggest if, if those who are in warfare break one of these commandments, they need to repent of those sins. If you cut down a cherry tree when you're in battle, then I suggest you repent of cutting down the cherry tree because it is a fruit tree and you're not allowed to cut down fruit trees. 
uh, you're only allowed to cut down fruitless trees. Um, so, uh, so that's the, an example, right? Uh, if you there are many rules when it comes to uh, whether or not you should uh, or when you should give terms of peace, offering terms of peace. It talks about uh, again Deuteronomy chapter twenty talks about what or when a soldier should not enlist and when a soldier cannot enlist. There are requirements for a soldier on that, and it's all. You know, when did you get married? When did you buy land? When did you get livestock? When did, you know, these are the important things when it comes to soldiering. I suggest you read that. Uh, and I would point out, nobody goes, uh, a soldier doesn't go to hell because of soldiering. A soldier goes to hell because of sin. A soldier does not go to Hell because of soldiering. A soldier goes to hell because of sin. Now he could go to hell because of sins that he committed as a soldier, uh, but it does, it's not exclusively due to soldiering sins. So I would suggest uh, before you accuse or excuse anybody, uh, read the law of God and uh, let God's standard be the standard bearer for uh, your decisions when it comes to this. So as is a normal occurrence on these glorious podcasts that you most fortunately have stumbled upon, uh, I am in the segment where I start riding my bike to work, which means you get to tag along with me for a little bit. And for this segment, I'm going to start with one topic, and it leads to another, and great And if it doesn't, then I think even better, because it means I kept on topic. And that is, I, I posted on Facebook this morning, and I got a response on it that intrigued me. I felt the need to do a podcast on it. So, I posted, uh, real babies are really being killed in these places. I made it, I did it on a story that's on Facebook. And one, my brother's, uh, I didn't get permission to say his name, so I will not. He simply replied with a, a single word and punctuation mark of where question mark and that was intriguing to me and so I didn't want to answer right away mostly because Facebook was glitching or something because I wasn't able to hit the reply button on his uh, uh, comment or I would have given my answer to him but since Facebook is being a booger 
I figured I would do a podcast and I'll just send them the link. But alas. Uh, so there was a sermon that I had heard that my brother, um, an elder, the pastor of a church plant that my church uh, sponsored, uh, Brian Evans, he had posted a few months back of, I believe it was a Church of God in Christ, or church, yeah, I believe it was Church of God in Christ, a pastor or bishop. Uh, during a conference, he made the point that this was last year, and I think it was May. He says the five months from January 1st, 2018 to I think he said May 13th or something to that effect, more babies, more black babies have died, more black people have died by the hands of abortionists than the entire history of the KKK. I'll repeat that again. In a five-month span of January 1st to the middle of May, more black people died at the hand of white people than in the entire abortion clinics at white, by the hands of white abortionists than the entire regime history of the KKK. I will repeat it one more time. More black folks more people in the black community have died by the hands of white people than in a five month span than in any stretch of KKK history that you want to fathom. More black babies have died in their mother's womb before the water was broken uh, in the last 50 years than the entire history of the slave trade going down the middle passage. More black babies died in the waters of the uterus than in the waters of the Atlantic. Do not say that this isn't real. To my black brothers and sisters, if you care about the past sins of um, black people being killed meat, or for no reason, 
and you don't care that black babies are dying for no reason other than that it is a financial burden on the parents it is a physical burden on the parents it is a mental burden on the parents then you are the one who fought against abolition of slaves If you believe that it is a woman's right to choose to murder, to slaughter, to sever the head off of her baby, then you are perfectly fine with lynch mobs during the 1700s, 1800s, and 1900s. If you are fine, with a white or black or whatever color abortionist sticking a hot wire into a woman's cervix and burning and boiling a baby alive in her womb, in their mother's womb, then you are not opposed to the cattle prodding to the scarring, to the maiming, to the cow, or to the cattle driving of southern slaves, or northern slaves, or West Indian slaves, or any slaves whatsoever at any time, because you don't care at all about people. You only care about your feelings. You only care about what feels good. You don't care about what is good. So until you are willing to recognize and react to things in their proper proportionality, then why should we have a conversation? I understand that I am a low-class white man with a wife and three daughters. I understand this. But I, or, and I, I understand that there are many who, because of me being a white male, that, this, that means that my point has no bearing. But my dear brothers and sisters, my neighbors and my friends, if you think that because I am white and that I am male, that that has any bearing on the conversation about slaughtering babies, then you have bigger issues on your hands. If you think that the only person that can decide whether something's murder or not is the murderer, then you have another thing coming. And you are perfectly fine with Jim, Jim Crow laws. And I don't know why you get all hot and bothered when there's abortion injustice. 
there's a miscarriage injustice or abortion injustice, you should be all fine with it because, you know, and you should say, well, I'm personally against police officers killing innocent black men and women. I'm personally against it. But who am I to judge? Whether a police officer beats a helpless man or woman. I want you to use every argument that you have towards the injustice done to innocent babies and put it towards every pet sin that you are against. You want the abolition of police brutality? Well, I want the abolition of fetal brutality, of abortion brutality. As that pastor said, more black women have killed babies than the KKK. More women, more black women's consciences are seared due to their frequent and habitual offense of murder than the conscience, the seared consciences of the Nazi party, KKK, the white supremacists, the black supremacists, the Nation of Islam, the Muslim Brotherhood, the ISIS, their consciences may be seared, but those to whom have frequented and habitually visited abortion clinics so as to professionally sever the life of a child I have to say no 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 and if you are a if you are a person who not only if you are a lady who not only has gotten an abortion but it encourages others to do the same then as our Lord says, it is better for you to be thrown into the sea with a millstone wrapped around your neck. For you have caused many a young lady to stumble in the way. If you are that woman who has not only sinned, not only has murdered, but has taught other women to do the same, then it is better for you to jump into, off the Brooklyn Bridge with cement and shoes, according to our Lord. Off the Ambassador Bridge with cement shoes, according to our Lord. It is better for you. I do want to say that what is best, though, is that you repent. What is best is that you come to Jesus. What is best is that you seek the cross and ask for forgiveness. 
that you might not perish in the way. All right, so beyond this, it, for those who are still listening, I want to touch on what I see is a, another issue that, that had caused, or not caused, but it didn't cause abortion. Um, I've read enough old dead guys to know that infanticide has been around for centuries. I've read enough old dead guys to know that it was evil then and it is, and it is evil now. I've read enough old dead guys to know that. Uh, but I do want to point out that beyond the abortion of fetuses from their mother's womb, I want to say that Christ Christians have become numb to the abortion of fetuses because they have become numb to the abortion of fidelity in marriage. I want to repeat that again. Christians have become numb to the abortion of little babies in their mother's wombs because they have become numb to the abortion of fidelity in marriage. Divorce was legalized long before Roe versus Wade was passed. Abortion on demand followed the train of divorce on demand. And what better way to get back at your ex-husband than to kill his kid? I have heard uh, the argument of rape that people say I don't want to have to see the face of my rapist my whole life in the face of our child of the child but how many women have killed their babies because they didn't want to see the face of their ex-husband in the face of their child or they didn't want to see the face of the man to whom she committed adultery in the face of her child as a reminder of her consensual sin, her consensual culpa, fall. How many women who were the home breakers had abortions because they found out that he was married. And so she felt ashamed that he was unfaithful to his wife with her. And now she has this baby in her womb and she kills the baby out of the shame of not only premarital sex, but she is an adulteress. She has helped a man commit adultery 
against his wife. How many a woman has tried to conceal the fact that she committed adultery against her husband by getting an abortion? And don't say it never happens. I know that of at least one case where a young lady, when she was in a Christian school and knew that if the school found out she was pregnant, she'd get kicked out of the school. So she got an abortion. So as a cover up, that she had sex outside of marriage. She had an abortion. She killed her baby so that she could stay in a Christian school. Clearly, she didn't learn anything from that Christian school. Some, some Christians have gotten abortion so they can stay inside of their Christian marriages. So that their husband or wife do not learn of the, infidel, the abortion of fidelity in their marriage. This is hard. This is a hard word. It is an important word. It is a conversation. It is beyond curious of a conversation. This is a critical conversation, which is why it's worth using the voice and the tone of criticism. This is a criticism that I have with the Christian culture, with my country's culture, and with my brothers and sisters' attitudes towards marriage and babies. Well, that's it for today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening as I enjoyed speaking. Uh, But if you are an absolute desire and frantic need of more uh, curious conversation topics and information, uh, you can go on my blog and read uh, some of the articles on there, or you can, you know, skip down. Or you can skip up to another one of my episodes. Uh, please be um, willing to give a good review, a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, put in a nice review for me. If you'd be so kind, it'll help with getting my podcast more and more known. And so that more people can join the conversation. If you would like um, to interact with me and have some dialogue and some one-on-one curious conversations, um, please do not hesitate to email me at ZacharyKameen at Yahoo.com. Be sure to put down uh, curious conversations in the subject heading so that I know uh, that it is you. Uh, You can always follow me on Twitter at ZacharyKameen, or you can follow me or add me on Facebook at Zachary Kameen. 
Until then, until next time, you God bless, guys. Take care. And drink some coffee and come to Jesus. It's Curious Conversations.